Hughes from Simply Living For Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living For Him podcast where I talk about all things simple. Sometimes I talk about just things that have to do with my faith or I talk about our simple life here on our hobby farm or how to get rid of clutter and sometimes I talk about homeschooling because as you all know I am a homeschooler. So today I did want to talk about a topic about homeschooling and I'm titling this podcast, I am the worst homeschool mom ever and other lies I've told myself. So I thought that was kind of a fun title for this because I know I'm, I'm pretty sure I can say 99% sure that there are other homeschool moms out there who have said that very statement. I am the worst homeschool mom ever. I think we've all been there. We've all felt that way. And so we're going to talk about that. And I'm also going to talk about some other kind of lies that I've told myself over the years on our homeschool journey. And I'm going to um, counteract those lies with some scripture. So you might want to get out your Bible for this one and sit back and just um, enjoy listening and, and tell me if you think that you've said these very same lies to yourself. After you've listened to the podcast, I'd love to hear your thoughts or what lies have you told yourself that you kind of know aren't true, but you know, sometimes you just start to let those thoughts in your head take over. So today we're going to counter those thoughts with the truths of God's scripture. So, um, the, like I said, the very first lie we'll talk about is um, I am the worst homeschool mom ever. So I've told myself this many times and, you know, I really don't believe it anymore. But there have been times on our homeschooling journey where I just really felt like I was ruining my children and I had no idea, no idea what I was doing. And I was um, definitely the worst homeschool mom out there. So um, I'm not here to say I'm I've got it all together and I'm the best homeschool mom either. <laughs> that is 100%. For sure that I am not but I also know that um, we are all doing the best that we can in God's strength right it's not about really the being the best that I can it's being the best that he can do through me in my homeschool so I'll just quickly go back and let some of you know who maybe are new to listening or to um, my my blog simply living for him and don't know my story but I was an accidental homeschooler. I had no intention of homeschooling. It was not in my plan, but God changed that plan, and that was 12 years ago. We'll be, well, we'll be starting our 12th year of homeschooling this fall. I can't believe it. We're finishing up 10th grade already, and we started when my daughter was just five years old, and she was entering kindergarten, and she was the plan was she was going to go to the public school. And God changed my heart, and I truly believe he called me to homeschool. I write all about that in my book called Home, Finding Joy and Letting um, God Lead Your Homeschool. And you can find the whole story about how we became homeschoolers. Um, in some other podcast episodes, there's an episode titled The Unlikely Homeschooler. Um, I've written about it on the blog, so you can look that up and you can really hear the whole story. But through God's grace, he has really equipped me over the years for this journey. It is nothing that I do on my own. So I also wanted to say about being the worst homeschool mom ever. I know we've all felt that way. The one thing we can tell ourselves so we know without a shadow of a doubt that we are not the worst homeschool mom ever is that if God called you to do this, he will equip you. 
So even if there is a day when you literally are the worst, right? <laughs> There's no one out there doing a worse job. Um, you're not because God will equip you when you call on him and ask him to help you. If he has called you to homeschool your children, he will certainly equip you to do this job. And I have realized that in my own journey that in the beginning when I started to sort of do it in my own strength and think that um, I was, you know, able to do this thing without him and it was all, you know, what I could do, then I probably could have been the worst homeschool ever right then because I was trying to do it in my own strength. But I also want everybody to remember that if you're homeschooling your children, anyone who chooses that lifestyle I mean, I know that there are some people out there that probably aren't doing it the right way. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about most of us in the homeschooling community who have chosen this journey. We are obviously invested in our children in such a way that, you know, is just very unique. We are investing our time, our life, our daily um, routine. Everything we do changes when we homeschool. We are investing money. You know, for curriculum, we're investing time, uh, money, if obviously, if, if mom has to come home from a job so that she could homeschool children. We're investing so much in them that I can assure you that that says a lot right there, that you are not the worst homeschool mom ever. Just the mere fact that you are answering a call from God, just the mere fact that you are investing in your children, and just the mere fact that you would sacrifice to do so shows that you are not the worst homeschool mom ever. So many of us get filled um, with these negative thoughts in our, in our minds, and I just want to encourage you today that when you start to feel like the worst homeschool mom ever, even if it's just one day, when you start to feel like, you know, you just can't go on or it's too hard or you're overwhelmed, you have such an advantage. You have God's word sitting right there. You can go to his word. You can be encouraged. You can go to him in prayer. You can ask him to lead you. You can ask him to help you. Prayer is so important as part of our homeschool journey. We must cover our homeschools in prayer. We must um, be constantly, constantly surrendering our homeschool to him. And actually, that'll bring me to the next lie that I've told myself. So the next lie would be that I can do this. <laughs> so this kind of sounds a little bit opposite of the first one, that I'm the worst homeschool mom ever. Then there's kind of when we get a little bit like, yeah, I can do this and um, I'm in charge and I'm going to make all these great plans and I'm going to, you know, um, just, you just plan, you just plan to do everything your way. And that's really a lie because you are not in charge of your homeschool and your plans are not necessarily the be all end all. We need to be open to the fact that God can change our plans at any time. So we might tell ourselves that we've got this and we can do it, but we need to remember, yes, we can do it, but we can't do it on our own. And anything that we do do well in our homeschool or anything that we are doing that we feel, <laughs> you know, we can pat ourselves on the back, good job, it's never about us. It's always about what God is doing through us. And he should get the glory for everything that is done in our homeschool. So we can um, 
say that we are doing this and um, you know that we are doing it in our own strength but actually he's doing it and then I'll give you another counter um, to that so we can also tell ourselves the lie of I can't do this right some of us may tell ourselves a lie of I can and we have to remember that we only do it through his strength and some of us have to remember on the days where we say we can't do this I can't do this one more day we absolutely can but again it goes back to God we can do it in his strength and think of Ephesians Ephesians three twenty says um, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think um, that is the a New Living Translation Bible, but I know that there's other um, translations out there that say he does abundantly more, but I really actually like this word here, infinitely more. You know, it's it goes beyond what we could ever imagine. And that definitely resonates with me because when I first started homeschooling, I really, really had no idea what I was getting into. And I had no idea all that God would do in our homeschool and all that would be accomplished in our family because of homeschooling. But none of it is anything that I planned or I did in my own strength. Um, it was all things that he has done. And he has done abundantly more. And it is just beyond anything that I ever dreamed of. So the, it's funny that one of the lies I'm saying is I can't do this. And one of the lies is saying I can do this. <laughs> so just remember that you can't do this alone you're doing it in his strength and when we start to get a little bit too um, I don't want to say prideful a little bit too confident in ourselves that's the word I want to use that's when we need to make sure that our confidence is coming from him may we have confidence in Christ and not in ourselves and that when we can do it it is because he is in charge and like I said about planning let's remember that we can plan all we want in our homeschools but we need to be open that God can change it so another lie I've told myself at the beginning of the year is like I've got this I've made a whole plan and we're good to go <laughs> there has not been one single year in our homeschools starting our 12th year next year that our homeschool has ever gone according to plan. Sometimes it starts out that way in September, but as we all know that life happens and when we're homeschooling, life actually becomes part of the lessons. So we have had death in the family, illness, uh, family emergencies, losing jobs, moving, buying a house, selling a house. Um, my, like I said, my husband lost his job one year, um, having a baby in the middle of a homeschool year, right? So we've been through like, all these major things every year <laughs> something goes on in our homeschool that doesn't um doesn't stick with my plan right so i never planned on my husband losing his job or i never planned on having these family emergencies or death in the family or sickness or whatever it is and yet our homeschool has continued to grow even through all those times that were not planned. So we have to always remember in the beginning of the year when we're so quick to think that we are, um, you know, going to plan out that perfect year. Because, you know, right now we're in spring and, and we're all winding down our school year. At least I am. We're practically um, done. We're just trying to, you know, wrap, uh, tie up loose ends. I know that at this time of the year, and I've said this before, 
we're like, okay, next this year really didn't go as planned, but next year, next year is going to be the year. It's going to be the perfect year because I'm going to get the curriculum right. I'm going to get the um, planner right. You know, I'm going to plan a certain way or I'm going to get our schedule down pat. And, you know, I always sort of have this false hope at the beginning of the year that I've got the plan and we're going to stick to it this year. And this is the year. But then I quickly get into the year and realize, realize that God changes the plan. But now that I'm, I've seen that happen every year, <laughs> I can look back and say, wow, you know, God changed the plan, but there was always a reason for it, even through the hard stuff. We always learned, we always grew. And like I said, our children are learning so much about life just because they are living life with us daily, even through the hard times, even through the crises. They are seeing how a family handles a crisis, and it actually is just a beautiful thing, and it has brought our family so much closer together. So hold very loosely to those plans. Don't tell yourself the lie of next year is going to be better, and then when the year begins, you think this is the year I finally figured it out. Be open to what God has for you. Now, I'm not saying not to plan. That's fine to get all your curriculum together and have sort of a loose plan for the year, but keep one eye on, you know, the plan book and one eye on life and say, okay, God, what do you have for us today? Because so many times um, our plans are changed by the Lord. So you can counter that one with Proverbs 16, 9. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So go ahead and make your plans, but hold loosely to them, right? Write them in pencil and be prepared for God to erase them. Because so many times he will change the plan, but it's always for our good. So hold very loosely and, and remember that you're not really in charge. God is in charge, and he's also in charge of the plan. So I also will give you the lie, the next one I'm going to tell you that I've told myself, and I still tell myself this one sometimes, but we'll counteract that with truth from the scripture. Um, the lie is that I will ruin my children. <laughs> Please tell me somebody else out there feels that way. No, I mean, I think deep down I realize I'm not, but how many times have... A, Especially on the new part of this journey, you know, early on in the early years, um, I would lie in bed at night, three in the morning, you know, awake, convinced that I have ruined my children by doing this. And that is such a lie. And like I said, if God calls you to do this, he's not going to let you ruin your children. Um, Proverbs 22, 6 says, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it right? We are going to be um, directing our children every day when we are homeschooling. And just like I said before, the mere fact that we are doing that and that we have their best interest at heart, we can be assured that God will not fail us. He will not leave us here to fail. If you feel like you are ruining your children, take that um, negative thought, which is a lie to the Lord and ask him to change your thinking. Because like I said, if he calls you to do something, he is not going to let it fail and he's not going to let you ruin your children. And, uh, of course we make mistakes and of course things happen. And, um, you know, on the way, sometimes we do feel like we've had a day that just can't be redeemed, but I really feel like nothing is for naught. And even on the hard days, 
in the end of this journey, I don't think it's possible to, I'll use my air quotes, you can't see me, but quote unquote, ruin your children by homeschooling them. Because if you truly have their best interests at heart, you truly are following God and this calling that he has given you, then you cannot ruin your children. Another lie that I would like to counteract right now is that academics are the most important part of homeschool. Now, anyone who has heard me speak at a homeschool convention or has um, heard me before speaking about homeschooling, I always say, if you're at a homeschool convention and you're coming to one of my sessions, don't expect it to be an academic session. <laughs> I'm always all about the heart stuff. Um, and if you've talked with me in conversation, you'll hear me say first thing is like, not that academics aren't important. Believe me, they are. But they are completely secondary to, for me, for what we are doing in our homeschool. And I truly believe that if we follow Matthew 6.33, so let's counteract that lie, what is the most important? Matthew 6.33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given unto you as well. If you are seeking him first and you are teaching your children to do the same, then the academics will follow and God will add that to us. Those will be added onto us if we seek him first. It is not about getting the best grades and getting the best test scores and using the best curriculum and then we'll seek God in that and ask him to bless what we're doing. Or then we'll seek God and pray about our decisions. It's all about seeking him first. And if he has in mind for your child to, you know, go to Harvard, then they will. And if he doesn't, as long as they know the Lord, then I know I have succeeded in my homeschool. Um, it says in Deuteronomy, many of you know this verse. We always talk about this one when it comes to homeschooling in Deuteronomy 6, right? Um, you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That is what we are doing. That is the most important thing, right? It doesn't say in here that we are supposed to be teaching math all day long or science all day long or history all day long. Sure, those things are important and we want to be teaching those things. But it says in here that all day long, when we wake up, when we go to bed, when we're walking along the road, you know, it's, it's talking here about what we're doing all day long is immersing our children in their faith and teaching them about what God's word has to say and not putting that above academics. You know, we are imparting wisdom on them and knowledge is secondary to that. So we have to always remember that academics are important and God tells us to work hard and he tells us to learn, but we cannot put that above what God's word says. So God's word comes first. It is the most important book in our homeschool. Academics come secondary. Like I said, Matthew 6.33, seek him first and his righteousness, and then everything else will fall into place. So those lies right there we have covered. I have, I have my little list here that I'm looking at. Um, let's see. Okay, one more homeschooling lie that I would like to sort of counteract here with some scripture is that homeschooling will save my child, right? So many of us think that because we're homeschooling that 
our children's faith is good. It'll be okay. They'll be saved. Homeschooling will not save your children. Now, like I said before, if we're following his commands, we're seeking him first, we're doing all these things, then homeschooling plays a great part in their faith walk. And it plays a great part in discipling our children. And I truly believe that homeschooling for our family is an enormous part of our discipleship for our family. And um, I am pro-homeschooling all the way. And I truly think it is, you know, something that every family should do. But it is not my place to say that every family should do it. And I also cannot say that because I homeschooled, my children's faith will be assured and that they will be saved because Ephesians 2 8 says for it is by grace you have been saved through faith it is not from yourselves it is the gift of God so that is another lie that I just wanted to put out there that homeschooling will not save your child Jesus will and if we are following him and we're seeking him, like I said before in Matthew 6, we're trusting him to equip us. Thinking of Ephesians 3.20, we are not putting academics at the um, pedestal that some people are putting it on. Um, and we're following Deuteronomy 6 and remembering that we will not ruin our children and that we are um, submitting our plans to him, like it says in Proverbs then we can be assured that we are doing the best job that we can with what God has given us and called us to do. And we can be assured that we are fulfilling our calling. But ultimately, and that hurts for some people, they, you know, they, they want to be the ones that can say that um, they are responsible for their children's salvation. And absolutely, 100%, that is false. Only God can be responsible for their salvation, we can point them in the right direction. We can raise them in the Lord and we can do our very, very best. So I would encourage you with that, that if you see your children are straying, that if you are doing all these things, then just keep going, keep seeking the Lord. And if your children have a great relationship the Lord with the Lord, never claim that for yourself. Never say that, well, let me give myself a pat on the back for I homeschooled my children and look how they turned out. It is not about um, homeschooling. It is about such a bigger deal than that. And um, it is all God's work. So those are some of the lies that I have told myself over the years. If you are listening and you have any lies that you feel you have told yourself over the years, I'd love to chat about it more. Write um, to me on the Facebook page or email me or comment on the blog. And let's continue the conversation because us homeschooler moms, we need to stick together. We need to um, not, as I always say, compete with one another. You know, I didn't add that in my list, actually, but now that I'm saying it, I'll, I'll just quickly touch on that comparison trap. Um, do not compare to anybody else and their homeschool. Remember that your homeschool is unique to your family and that God is using it in a unique way in your family and it is not supposed to look like anybody else's. Your children are not supposed to look like anybody else's. So I'm just going to put that in there real quick because that is another lie we can tell ourselves. So-and-so's homeschool is so much better than mine or so-and-so's children are so much smarter than mine. Well, that's great, but that's a lie because your children and your family have been created uniquely for a purpose that is unique. And God will see that purpose fulfilled 
and he will show you. And it's exciting, I think, that all of our families are different. We don't all want to look the same. That's boring. <laughs> so um, anyway, what I was going to say was, you know, if you are out there and you've told yourself these lies, let's stick together. Let's encourage each other. Let's take off the mask and not try to pretend we have it all together. Let's encourage each other and, um, you know, be transparent and authentic and help each other. And um, I'd love to hear what kind of lies you've told yourself and how you've counteracted them because that's really important. Whenever we have negative thoughts and lies in our mind, we need to counteract them with the only truth there is out there. God's word. We need to stand on his word and we need to be completely um, clinging to it because it's very easy to lay in bed, like I said at night, and tell yourself that you're doing a bad job or your children are going to be ruined or they're not, you know, excelling as much as you wanted them to. Um, but when you always bring it back to the scripture and you always bring it back to what his word says, those lies will quickly dissolve. And a lot of the time, I think why we get caught up in a negative mindset is we just literally forget to go to the scripture. And we forget that we need to fill our minds with truth. I would encourage you, write down some of these verses now so that you have them. And when those lies come, you can counteract them, you know. And if you are, if there's a lie out there that you've been telling yourself that I didn't address here, seek the scripture. What does the scripture have to say about that? Write down that lie. I mean, write down that scripture and then counteract that lie every time you have it so that you can be focused on him and not what your own flesh tells you, because most of the time we're wrong. <laughs> um, that reminds me as well. If you're out there on the blog following or on the Facebook page, for May, I've had a, a fun little time with this um, challenge that I set out for you guys. And it was fun doing a Facebook Live um, video this week and chatting with some of you about my challenge, which is set no words before your eyes each morning until you have set God's word before your eyes. So you can actually find one of the, I think it's the last podcast episode is about that challenge. You can find the video on Facebook. I'll be going on Facebook Live maybe tomorrow. Again, well, you, uh, who knows when you'll be listening to this. I say tomorrow, but you'll be listening to this <laughs> anytime. So I'll be going on there sometimes um, to continue to encourage everybody out there to keep uh, no words, you know, set no words before your eyes in the morning. That means before you check your email, before you check your text, before you even start thinking too much, go to his word first and set your mind on things above. And it's literally transforming. It transformed my life years and years ago when I started doing this. And I'm really passionate about getting women in the word. Um, so you can read about that on the blog and uh, join me in the challenge. When I say challenge, there's nothing you have to do. You don't have to commit to me. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to join a Facebook group. It's just a simple challenge and a way for me to encourage you um, to really seek God's word first each day. And I also want to remind you that if you're coming to the Simply Living for Him retreat this summer, it is not just for homeschooling women. It is for any woman of any age at any stage in their life. The only thing you need to do is be a woman and a woman who wants to seek Jesus. And we would love to have you for our Simply Living for Him retreat. We're going to talk about how we can turn our eyes away from the things of this world and turn our eyes upon Jesus and how we can 
walk in him and how we can kind of get rid of the clutter and the distractions and the stuff in our lives and be more focused on him. It's going to be an amazing time. I cannot wait. That is July 13th to the 15th in beautiful Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. All of the information is on the website, but you need to register because we're ending registration soon. So please go over to the website to simplylivingforhim.com and click on the button for retreats. And I'd love to have you sign up. If you have any questions, please let me know. I'd be happy to answer them. And um, that is it on the lies that we tell ourselves as homeschooling moms. So I will see you, or see you. I will be talking to you next time on this podcast. And until then, I wish you blessings and joy.